Hello, everyone, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Hip Fire Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Yasser, joined by my other co-host, Seth. And today we have a special episode for you guys today, as today we'll be interviewing the man, the myth, the legend, CDL Intel, or as some of you know him as, Crone. Now, for those of you living under a rock, Crone is the number one source for Call of Duty League Intel, rumors, and leaks. He has amassed over 86,000 followers on Twitter and broke the majority of the roster moves prior to the MW season. Additionally, he has his own Discord that boasts nearly 4,500 or 4,500 members, and he's essentially the CDL version of Woj. Also, throughout the podcast, we'll be highlighting our favorite tweets from his account, uh, but enough talking. How are you doing, Crone? I'm good, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for uh, showing up, uh, but... With all our guests, we'd like to ask if you could introduce yourself, tell us how did you get into competitive Call of Duty, your favorite player and team, and what your favorite Call of Duty of all time is. Um, well, my name's Crone. I'm from New Zealand. I'm 29 years old, so I'm pretty old compared to some of these people out here. Um, I got into competitive Call of Duty. Black Ops 3 was my first game, so I was a little bit late to, to Call of Duty. Um, I started watching T Martin, and then from T Martin, I found he was playing game battles, and then I found Scump Formal, discovered Optic, and then I kind of didn't watch much between Black Ops Three and uh, and Infinite Warfare. World War Two is when I really got involved in it. That's when I started learning all the teams, all the players, everything that was going on. Um, my favorite, my favorite player. I don't have a favorite player. It'll probably be Scump, Formal, sure. and anyone from the APEC region. I'm sure Paz will be uh, happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite team, I, I I root for Paris and Chicago. Nice, nice. Um, so, Seth, why don't you start us off with some of the questions we have here today? All right, sure. So, first question to start off, we want to know, so what inspired you to create your account? and become the self-proclaimed number one COD insider in the COD scene? I mean, honestly, like, I wasn't even trying to be this person. It just kind of just happened overnight. <laughs> I just, there was, as most of you know, there was a guy called Cobb Burner, and he, he was on Reddit, but I know, I, I understood that a lot of people didn't like going on Reddit because it's a pretty weird place to go to sometimes. So I created this account to help people that didn't want to go on Reddit. They were on Twitter because I know everyone goes on Twitter. It's the first app everyone checks when they wake up. And no one no one was covering what he was saying, so I decided to make this this Twitter page and just basically copy and paste everything he was saying from Reddit onto Twitter. And it just, like, exploded out of nowhere. And I didn't even realize what I really had until I was, like, six months in. I think the first 10 days I got 10,000 followers, and I didn't even use Twitter that much, and I didn't realize how, how crazy that was. And I thought, you know, I thought I was just having fun, just joking around, trolling, and helping people out at the same time. And then it just, I don't know, it just exploded, and I just turned into like, like you said, like the Wodger Call of Duty. You know, it was yeah. a total accident. I didn't, yep. want, I didn't want it to happen. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make it happen. I was just, I was just trying to help the community that didn't want to go and read it. And then I, it just snowballed, and here I am now. Intel Call of Duty, eighty thousand followers in two years is crazy. That's that's actually insane. That's um, crazy. Uh, just to follow up a bit more about yourself, uh, we're both curious how you managed to keep up with all the intel, given that you do live in the APAC and uh, you do have a full-time job, correct? 
Yeah, and I'm a I'm a father as well. I honestly I I can't even answer that question. I don't know how I do it either. <laughs> I got <laughs> I, I I'm lucky that I work in a job where one of my close friends is my supervisor and he understands what I do on Twitter. So he doesn't if he sees me on on my phone for thirty minutes trying to research something, he doesn't care. He didn't say anything. So I, I'm lucky that I, I work in a job where I can be on my phone whenever I want. That's true. It's it's tough, man. If I ever leave that job, honestly, I don't think I could. <laughs> I could carry on doing the page. I would probably have to just quit. Yeah, fair, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, and then on, on yeah. top of all that, I'm also a dad as well. Which is if you're if you're a dad or you're a parent, that's an that's a second full time job. Yeah, massive prophecy there, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, moving forward, um, a lot of uh, ourselves as well as people on Reddit and even the Discord want to know. How well exactly would you say are you well like by, known by the pros? In other words, like what is your relationship with the pros? How deep does it go? Uh, I mean, they they all. I think almost all of them follow my page, apart from maybe six or seven. So I, I get the feeling most of them like me. They don't hate me. I, I try not to troll them. When I first started the page, I didn't care about it. I used to troll people all the time. Pros yeah. blocked me, and I was doing dumb shit, getting blocked. But um. I feel like most of the pros know who I am. They all know who they all know my name, Crone. They always say my name in streams, mm. which is crazy to me because I'm I'm still I look at myself as a fan, and all these yeah. pros know who I am. All these pros that I love watching, I'm a big fan of. They all know who I am, and you know some of them DM me asking for things, or some of them some sometimes they tell me things, and it's just yeah. it's insane. Interesting, yeah. Um, but just a bit of a follow up. A lot of the community wanted to know if there was any pros that necessarily disliked what you did or weren't very approving. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think I don't think Clayster likes me, <laughs> but he has a fair enough reason to not like me. Um, okay. I don't, I don't think many pros hate me. I think even if I even if I left the scene today, someone's going to replace me. Someone else is going to leak things. You know, it's just up to me to keep it as professional as I can, and not not hurt the pros in any way. And they won't, they won't, they have no reason to hate me if I if I if I do that. Yeah, sure, it's fair enough. Clayster, huh? Yeah, it's fair. Clayster loves drama, so I'm sure that's something <laughs> to feel for him. He does. So, he has a good reason, though, to be fair on his part. I see. Uh, so when you take it away. Yeah. So yeah, following that grain, have you ever been contacted by a pro or or to take down intel that you posted? Um, not by a, not by an org. Um, pro okay. pros definitely do. It not it's not Intel. It's more the best example is Zuma. Like he says some crazy shit on his streams, and I'll clip it or Reddit will clip it and I'll post it. And he'll he'll he's DM me probably three times in the last two years and said, <laughs> "Yo, like, can you delete that for me, please?" <laughs> and I can't crazy. find it. If it, if a pro comes to me and it's not an, an important information, then I'll delete it. I don't really care. But no, our franchise has, has yeah. never come to me asking me to delete things. You know, I don't think they ever expect me to. They expect things to leak it by this point. But it's funny though, because I actually had um, Toronto actually mailed me a couple of days ago and asked me to send me some apparel. So I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. I was just curious about that question just because um, I know Hacks in particular has talked about how he hates leaks. So I was yeah. curious if he ever reached out to you about like anything that you had to deal with T2P or not. Nah, he never reached out to me personally, but he did. When I first started the page, he he wrote me a comment when I was Codburner, and so 
just told me I had no life and those type of things. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was. I actually posted on my personal Twitter a couple of months ago. It was pretty funny. That's hilarious. But that was it. No, no one. I think. I, I know. I get the feeling they will just respect what I do and they understand that if I don't do it, someone else is going to do it. You know, and right. and we had the cold burner, which was twenty times worse than I was. He was like, oh, yeah. pretty oh, bad. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. At yeah, least so- I'm, you know, I'm respectable. But I'm not not posting about what John did and what Momo did and what Benson yeah. did. You know, I I keep it professional as I can. Yeah, if I remember, Cod, the cod burner had like his own TMZ like Reddit page as well. It was kind of insane. Yeah, he didn't he didn't care about anything. I, to be fair, when I first started the page, I didn't care about anyone's feelings. I was just trolling, and then when I when I realized that I could turn this into something special, that's when I took it serious and I renamed it to CWO Intel, and now CDO Intel. Nice. Uh, but Seth, uh, I guess the next question we had was, uh, what was the first bit of intel that you leaked slash reported on? For myself, it was probably the biggest. The biggest one I remember at the start was probably when Hoop got traded to Splice. That was like one of the biggest things I ever first leaked by myself without help from the code burner. And after that, the next biggest was probably when I leaked that Misfits were buying a, a franchise sport in Miami. Ended up being Florida, obviously. I thought that one was crazy. You know, as, as a fan leaking $25 million information, that, that's... I don't know, that just freaks me out that I was able to do that. That's pretty cool. So, Seth, why don't you take a... Definitely some pressure. Question six. I skipped that one by accident. You're good. All right. So, this is a question I was wondering. um, What percentage of your intel comes from pros versus coaches or outside people DMing you? What's that ratio like? Pros? um, It's pretty low. I don't know. If I was to put a number on it, maybe like 10%. And not often the pros yes. pros do tell me things, but they're not my go-to sources that I always go to because yeah. I guess they're always scared that I'm going to screenshot it or you know whatever. Ten percent, okay. Yeah. Um. Also, what piece of intel that you received um, over, I guess, your career, so to speak, shocked you the most? Um. Probably. John getting banned. I mean, I can say a few things. John getting banned is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I a lot of people were, were for some reason telling me that Scump was going to Envy, and this was before they were when they were becoming Dallas Empire. Mm-hmm. That never happened. I don't know if that was ever true. Um, another one would be early in my career when I I didn't really check with sources or anything like that. Someone told me that Clayster was getting dropped from United, but that never happened, and I, I don't know if that was everything either. There was obviously drama between those guys, though, so I might have been on the table. It, it definitely, really I, I, if I recall correctly, it was towards the beginning of the Black Ops 4 season, I think all of his teammates wanted him dropped, but... My, yeah, something like that. I, I don't remember the, the full story. I have the worst memory. Yeah, no, yeah the, I think Burns... Yeah, birds kept him on. So yeah, that was definitely a, a thing. Yeah, yeah, that would that would have been crazy if Clayster got dropped or Scump went to MV. Uh, Seth, when do you take the next question? Yeah, so when the start of the CDL before it started, crazy roster mania that happened. You pretty much got everything spot on with yeah. all the roster moves. Yeah. Uh, so how certain were you on those moves? Like, how much was it concrete, or was some of them guesses? Uh, none of them were guesses. I I okay. almost never try and make guesses. 
I was fortunate enough to get a DM by by someone that knew a lot of information, and I kind of just ran with it. And I did check with some people, and you know, I was just doing background checks, checking Twitter, checking who was following who, Twitter clips, and all mm-hmm. those type of things. And then I just dropped the bomb and leaked. I think it was like eight teams at once. It was. It's, it still blows my mind. Yeah, that I'm able to I have do part that. of that tweet. Yeah. Yeah. I still I go back and read them now and then, and then like they're really accurate. Yeah, they, they were yeah right. that's what was crazy to us. Is they were spot on. It was to the point where like I was wondering if I, it must have been concrete, but also some of them seemed like there were such big stretches that I don't know how like how complete the evidence was. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was, some of them were such were yeah, such stretches. I was just lucky enough to have the DMs. I, I did. I think I did throw a couple of guesses in there just to kind of cover my ass if it was wrong. But yep. for the most part, I try, I try to run off like facts that I've heard anyway. Uh, so following that question, have you ever tweeted out slash gotten any intel wrong? And if so, what was it exactly? Yeah, I said that Scump was going to Envy or that. I said Scump, uh, Envy was interested in Scump or something along those lines, and that was wrong. But I've definitely got things wrong. I know a lot of people say that I don't miss, but I've definitely got things wrong. It's just the the CDL teams was one thing that I, I felt like I was like 100 percent accurate there. I don't think I got anything wrong aside from maybe a coach or a sub or small things like that. Yeah, we we went back to look at the tweets and pretty much every single thing was on. Even the Rambo being a coach, but like that, which was way before he ended up being the coach. Yeah, it was like that. four months later yeah. it, it yeah. happened. I was like, wait, I was right. <laughs> yeah, you ended up being right with that one. So it yeah. was pretty insane. Um, but Seth, when do you take the next question? So, did after the, the roster media before the CDL happened, yeah. do you expect there to be a similar roster media coming into next year, or be a little quieter? Uh, I, I think the roster media we just had um, to go into Modern Warfare will be the craziest we'll ever see because every team was starting brand new. I think next year, you know, people will stick together. I think only at most two people stuck together from from Black Ops Four to Modern Warfare. I don't think any trio stuck together. So that was a real crazy roster mania, and I don't think it'll ever be that crazy ever again. But I, I hope it is crazy, especially if they add new teams. I assume you're probably going to ask me. Well, the about nice that. thing is, yeah. yeah, yeah, the nice thing is like the one year contracts that kind of lends itself to maybe a nice roster mania. But. Yeah, I don't know because I feel like the pros are even confused about that. Some of them are saying, I think Silly said one year, then others said, no, nah, some of them are. One year plus, plus one. I don't know. I truly, I don't know. Okay. Contracts is one thing that I'm kind of I struggle to get information on because unless I unless mm-hmm. someone sends me the actual contract, you know, I can't really just throw out numbers and throw out years and how much they're getting paid. Yeah. So it's it's tough to get contract information. Yeah, like I know Seth on uh, Eavesdrop podcast talked about. He had another year left on his contract, so I guess not all the players have necessarily won. But um, following up on that question about you know potential expansion, have you heard anything about potential expansion to the CDL for next year? Um, I haven't heard much. The only the only bit of information I've heard is that groups are definitely interested interested in uh, buying into the CDL, which I'm not surprised that it was. Much as people want to say it's a waste of money, you know, twenty five million dollars down the drain. But honestly, most people that say they probably have less than a thousand dollars in their bank and they don't have a clue about anything <laughs> that's worth twenty five million dollars, <laughs> including myself. That's like we don't know, we don't know what they're saying in these in these meetings and what they're selling them. 
So, I mean, I, I hope more yeah. do join. And like I said, I've heard people, people have told me that, um, that groups are interested. So it wouldn't surprise me if they had two teams, four teams, maybe six teams. I doubt six teams. So I think two or four would be the number. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I know you said you don't have much knowledge to divulge on terms of contracts, but yeah. can you give us like an estimate on what you believe the highest salary for a pro in the CDL is that you've heard? Jesus. Um, let me get my calculator. Out. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I've heard pros getting paid over 30 grand a month. What? So, I mean, that's like $360,000 yeah. per year. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. But I mean, I think I think there's a lot of them are in the twenty to thirty k bracket, maybe a little bit less than thirty. But like I said, it's hard to say. Like I can't just throw out numbers without seeing yeah. the actual contract. Because sure. at the end of the day, I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to contracts. Rosters are a little bit easier because it's it's a lot easier. But when we're talking numbers, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But I think the most paid it'd be someone like Scump or. I heard Egg secured an insane bag. Really? Really? I don't know. I don't know how big it is, but that's pretty funny considering he hasn't played for a long, long time. He's also not grinding the game at all. Apparently. He probably hasn't even played the game in six months. Yeah. yeah. Like so. yeah. He told us gone bench and then just I guess went on vacation for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yep. I, nice. saw him, I saw him buy a um a skyline. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it was. So he definitely secured some sort of bag. Uh damn. Oh, good for him. Yeah, so when you take the next question. So was, yeah, so veer off into the Twitter discussion here. So what was your favorite COD meme that you tweeted out or like COD meme from this year so far? Oh, man, that's probably anything that's to do with Modern Warfare. Like, I feel like it's pretty easy to meme about that, about Modern Warfare. I don't know. I can't even remember any of my memes. Some of them are pretty bad. Some of them are pretty funny. I mean, there's the brown one was kind of funny. The one with the uh, M6 and the uh, you'll never... Oh yeah, yeah, that one's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I love memeing. That's probably one of my favorite parts about having this Twitter. As yeah, I, I, I was looking back, trying to figure out like your most like engaged tweets and stuff like that, yeah. and like most of them are just like you memeing. It's it has nothing yeah. to do with it. It's kind of funny. yeah. People people love memes, man. What can I say? The easiest way to get impressions in this in this community is memeing or just tweeting a clip about Scump. Like honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really tweet fair. anything about Green Wall or, or or Huntsman, and it's so many impressions. I try not to do it all the time because I I don't want to turn it into a a T two P page. As yeah, already a lot of those, so no yeah, exactly. Yeah, shout out Kip, you still. <laughs> but um, move, yeah. moving forward, um, uh, so we were wondering. I know I saw a tweet from you talking about how uh, Jake Lucky, um, you know, he, he often references you and. I was yeah. wondering what, like, how do you feel seeing other pros, news outlets, like citing you when it comes to rumors or leaks or anything like that? I love it, man. Like, I love getting credited for things I do. Getting credited by, you know, Jake Lucky and ESPN even gave me a shout out once. For me, that's a bit of feeling than leaking rosters and getting them right. Like, yeah. I, I love being credited. It feels good. It feels good that I, you know, all my hard work is. You know, people care about what I have to say. Even when Charlie Insight went to Xero, give me a shout out. I love that. And I always, um, when there's a clip of someone shouting me out, I always send it to my my in real life friends, and they love it. They think I'm famous. It's crazy. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
amazing. That's actually amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, so the next question I'm going to ask is uh, based on a on a comment you left on a Reddit post that I made. Yeah. Uh, so who are the best talents right now from the APAC and the EU scene right now, and why is one of them Hydra? Hydra is insane. Like I talk about Hydra all the time on my Discord, and and other people DM me about him. I think he's really, really talented. I, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know a lot about the the challenger scene because I don't have time to to follow it. But I've seen clips and I've heard a lot about this guy. And even in Black Ops 4, I think he was underage. I think he was 17. People were telling me yeah. back then that he's the 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 European dashi or the, the French dashi or whatever. And, you know, I've seen clips of him this year. And someone actually tweeted out today, it was an amateur player, and he wanted to know Hydra's full setup, everything that he has, because he's just so insane that everyone wants to... Wants to know what he runs, how he runs, and how he's as great as he is. But I, I honestly, I think that he's going to be in a team next year. I honestly do. I know teams are already scouting him. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah, and then what about Pratt? Do you think Pratt has a chance to get picked up? Yeah, he's insane. But it's it's tough for APAC people to get into the CDL. The only reason paris got those three in there is because lando built their team and lando knows what he's talking about and lando knows that the mind freak guys were dominating last year for the majority of it mm-hmm. but it's tough because it's hard to gauge how good pred really is because there's not many good teams in, in apac there's like maybe three team three decent teams one of them's really good and it's renegades so i guess it's hard for for franchises to gauge how good he really is yeah so, yeah, I think that was one of the problems with like with Luca too, right? Yeah. It's like everyone was talking about Luca being so good, and he's been he's been fine in some some maps, but he's yeah. been overall like a little bit disappointing for me just because of how hyped he was coming in. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to gauge people from different regions. EU's a little bit better because they have better competition there, but mm-hmm. APEC is just like there's not many teams there at all, and it's hard to gauge how good he is. If there wasn't COVID, I think Renegades planned on going to three or four LAN events. So I think okay. he could have made for a name for himself there. But yeah, it's tough for the APEC people. And even other scenes like um, Latin America, I think it is. They don't even, they've been tweeting at me every week, DM me, trying to get trying to get me to uh, talk to the CDL to get their region in, you know, on MLG or on the, in the challenges. And there's not much that I can do, but I mean, I've been trying to get their yeah. name out there for them. That's nice. Yeah, really... Well, I know they had a they they tried like the the circuit thing in World War Two, but it just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Uh, like they, they tried like the Mexico. I know Mexico. Like the top teams were just two Mexican players, then two uh, American players. Yeah. They kind of just broke the system there. Yeah, it's it's tough, especially when you have to play over the internet, and you know it's not like yeah, APEC can just go and verse North American people. Yeah, but uh, lastly. Uh, just to sum up this uh, interview, uh, we saw a lot of comments on Reddit when we asked for questions. Um, one of the most popular responses was uh, a guy by the name of U2. He said, just tell him, Crone, being you, uh, I love him. been relying on him for updates for all the off-stream games for years now. Truly a must-follow for anyone trying to follow the scene closely. And I think that's how we feel. We really appreciate what you do, Crone. And uh, we hope we hope you're here for a long time. So thank, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, man. That's fine, man. I appreciate everything. I appreciate everyone, anything ever says about me. I see everything. I'm on the internet all the time. Any comments on Reddit, I always read them, and I, and I love it. I love it. So with that, uh, do you have 
anything else left to say before we uh, wrap up the podcast? Um, yeah, Modern Warfare is shit. I'll say that. <laughs> um, I'll get I fine for that. Year, yeah, well, I can't get fine, so I'm good. Um, I hope that next year it's a lot better because this year I definitely very low on passion and motivation to even watch the game. I barely even watch the games, to be completely honest with you. It's just, uh, no, I'm, I don't enjoy this year at all. And I, I think that goes for a lot of the community. And I hope that next year's a lot better. You know, I don't think it can get much yeah. worse, but I hope it's a lot, lot better because if it's not, I don't know how long I can stick around in this community. It's pretty tough at the moment. Yeah, hopefully. Uh... Yeah, like we're, yeah, we're trying to break down gameplay on our podcast. It's tough sometimes because things happen that aren't supposed to happen. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, what can you say? That we can't control. Yeah, you can't yeah. say anything apart from the game shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but with that, uh, that should wrap up the eighth episode of the Hipfire Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please like, subscribe, and comment, and let us what uh, let us know what you want to see in the next one. See ya. <laughs>